You figured it out, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely appreciate it. And today is uh, October 27th, 2020. And you all are now listening to The Crow Show. And I am Torch the Poet with my 154th episode. I had to think about that. And returning, I have Miss Janelle Marina Mendez for part two of our last interview. So just in case that some folks may have missed part one, Miss um, Janelle, if you can, I guess, briefly recap um, on who you are, not necessarily the episode, but a little bit about your background. Sure. Uh, I am the CEO for the Military Sexual Trauma Movement. And um, currently, we're working on a lot of different projects. Uh, last time we spoke about the I Am Vanessa Guillen Act of 2020, uh, some of the lobbying efforts that we're working on, as well as you know some ups and downs that we've had along the way um, in terms of just politically things that have gone on, um, you know, in the media, things like that is really what we spoke about. Um, you know, but so much more has happened since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been watching. And um, the reason why I wanted to get you on for the part two, there was a, there was a comment on your page that someone had posted, um, and I'm like, you know, how can I be PC? I was basically I was like, damn, that's a pretty fucked up thing to say from a woman. But she was questioning why you hypersexualize. Um, and oh, so yeah, I know you're talking about. Okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like the, obviously this art, I wrote an article on hypersexuality, right? So we do exactly. we do perspectives pieces, and sometimes I write those perspectives pieces. So the perspectives pieces are are generally from you know members of our community who who are veterans who have experienced military sexual trauma, or mm-hmm. sometimes family members, spouses. Um, sometimes civilians that have gone through military sexual trauma. So we get we get a lot of different perspectives as to what it is like to endure military sexual trauma, right? And mm-hmm. um, I wrote an article that actually did overwhelmingly good within our community. Like we got overwhelmingly good feedback um, in comparison to you know the the dissent, right? But everything right, we right. do because it's politics has a mixture of positivity and dissent. Um, but for that particular article, you know, we got in terms of like positive readers and reactions, we got like over 700 positive reactions um, across social media from our community. So I think a lot of people appreciated it. Um, and then we followed up with, I don't know if that's, that's me or not. Pardon me. So, um, and then we followed up with, um, do so we do community halls where, you know, we get on facebook live and we talk about these issues right and so this is just to give everyone some background who's listening so one of the issues that we spoke about was everything that's taboo with military sexual trauma and one of the main components of that is hypersexuality and because a lot of people have an assumption that when someone goes through sexual violence or they're raped that they would become sexually agnostic right where they wouldn't ever want to become um, sexually intimate and that is such a huge misconception because oftentimes than not when someone goes through sexual violence they actually become hypersexual and that is not something that is spoken about publicly so that was the reason for coming forward with that because 
over the last two years, I must have received at least 500 messages asking why we don't talk about this. And the thing with the movement is we're, we're one of the only organizations in the space that really takes the level of risk we do to be honest and authentic in our storytelling about what happens to survivors, right? Because when you think about where American society is at, we typically, you know, when someone goes through rape, a lot of times in American society, we're like, well, what were you wearing? Where were you? What time was it? What were right. you drinking? Who were you with? What were you thinking? You know, what was your body language? Where were you standing? And we tend to automatically, when it, especially when it's females or it's minorities, we tend to move blame to the victim versus the person who committed the crime or the assault in this case. So what happens a lot with survivors is when they go through these experiences, they will not discuss any of this publicly. They will not come out and tell anyone that this is really what happens to them. And what then happens is when you're trying to reclaim your sexuality and you're trying to navigate your sexuality and you're trying to heal, you end up wondering why you suddenly have, you know, these fantasies uh, about being raped or why you have these fantasies about maybe BDSM. Like a lot of times survivor sexuality alters and you know, it's like before sexual assault, you may be keen more to intimacy or more vanilla sex. And then all of a sudden you go through sexual assault and like you're questioning your sexuality. You're, you may be identifying with a whole new community. You might've thought you were straight and now suddenly you're part of the LGBTQIA community. Um, you may start experimenting. You may decide you like kinks. You may decide you like BDSM. And what people don't realize is that when someone goes through sexual assault, everything I just mentioned is more likely to happen than someone becoming asexual and deciding to refrain from sex after sexual assault. And now, does that also um, include molestation? Because I, speaking from my own experience, um, my gosh, I'm yeah. about to embarrass myself right now, sort of, but you know, prime example, like me, <laughs> like I'm, I'm blushing, but me standing in front of the mirror, taking like a, a, a sexy picture with no shirt on, um, gosh, I'm so embarrassed, but like the jogging pants, you know, like, trying to like be sexy to speak uh, we're not even so to speak but definitely trying to be sexy and and i've often wondered with myself like you know damn is this a result of of what i went through being molested you know though i was never sexually assaulted but just being molested and, I, and I've, I've often wondered that um, so yeah and this is the thing is like people don't realize how normal that is like people like what you're even saying right like for you to come out and you're like well i kind of feel embarrassed about this I don't know if I should be saying this or not, when in reality, like the majority of people who have gone through sexual harassment, sexual violence, you know, being molested, anything like that, your sexual template changes because, and, and like people don't realize that like that is a normal reaction to going okay. through what you went through. So it's like, okay. you're sitting there right now thinking like you're an anomaly and you're like, I thought about this so many times in my head where it's like, Everybody is thinking and feeling that, but no one's coming forward to say it. That's the reason why I take the stances I do. So like the reason I'm so open with the conversations about myself and my own journey with sexuality is because the conversation you and I are having right now is the conversation I have with everyone behind the scenes. 
So it's like every time I have these private conversations with survivors, this conversation always comes up. And a lot of times the reason it will come up is because someone sees something that I put out there publicly and then they're like, hey, I always felt like this. I thought about this. I never wanted to say it because it's so embarrassing and humiliating or I feel thankful that I do this. And I'm like, I understand it because we, we create a stereotype that does not need to exist. So, you know, that's the reason why I do that. And I think some people, because it's so taboo, people don't want to acknowledge that that part of themselves exists and they don't want to talk about it publicly because it makes them feel uncomfortable right like certain things should be kept quiet and in the closet and we have people who then commit suicide because what happens is like sexuality is just like food right and water that food poisoning do you stop eating food you might stop eating at that place but you don't stop eating food so it's like the same thing with with water you might get water poisoning and you might get sick from it but like do you stop drinking water no and in fact some people might argue that like oh drink water to clean out your system from the bad water exactly yeah so it's like with sexuality like you're not gonna refrain from sexuality it's just you tend to lose control of it and it's like when you go through sexual violence you're trying to like re-navigate what feels empowering and good to you and a lot of times it's like replaying scenarios of where you are traumatized but in a safe environment because then you feel empowered and you know a lot of people don't realize that like your brain chemicals change when you go through sexual violence because um what ends up oftentimes happening is a situation that frightens you your pain and your pleasure receptors are the same so what happens is when you go through pain or sexual assault now sexually when you're getting turned on you're literally turning your pain into pleasure as a means for your brain to cope with the trauma and that's literally you trying to get a hold of your brain chemicals and to make them function because what happens is the pain that you feel lowers your serotonin levels and now when you have an orgasm an orgasm replenishes a lot of different brain chemicals at orgasm so like you're literally like on a biological level this is not even the psychological part on a biological level you're trying to balance out the trauma and you're trying to recalibrate your brain chemistry Damn. yeah and people just don't know that and you know that's deep Man, that's right deep. and that's why i was trying to tell you it's just it's literally on the same level as food and water and we don't think about that you know, because like when we look at food, when we look at water, mm. it is we, we continue to eat because it's a biological necessity. And we continue mm. to drink water because it's a biological necessity. And when you mm. go through sexual violence, sex becomes more of a biological necessity. Mm. And like we discount that a lot. Yeah, I was, I was going to say that um, I would I would try to normalize um my nymphomania i hope i'm saying that correctly um i tend as like yeah, I, I personally tend to like hypersexual more than nymphomania just because i feel like like being a nympho has a negative connotation to it i mean i think they both do but i think hypersexual puts a little bit more in perspective okay 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 because I, I don't know when I, when I think of even that word you know um, who I'm in info. It's like, ooh, and I try to blame it on me being a Scorpio. And yeah, but it's really <laughs> because of trauma. And like, that's what people don't think about. And and it could also be like non-sexual trauma. It could be other traumas too that you 
tend to play out as like mm. a fantasy to gain control. There's like this really, really good book that's called Your Brain on Sex. And it's by a, yeah, it's actually by a father and daughter who um, came up with specialized therapy about why people have fantasies the way they do to try to, to control their sex lives. But a lot of times it comes from negative emotions to try to convert them into positive emotions. So like our, our brains, yeah, our brains have a, our biology has a built-in system to turn pain into pleasure and to turn pain into power. And so like that's our, our on a biological level, we have a healing system that is meant for us. But the thing is, when you go through these traumas and these things are happening, we don't know how to use them as tools towards healing. So we end up playing out negative patterns like sexually and in our relationships because you have to be able to blend that with boundaries. Like what is safe sex, right? Like, and for everyone that's different. And what is safety in a relationship for everyone that's different? So then it's not only safety for you, but it's also safety for your partner. So each encounter with different people is gonna look different. And those are not things that we have conversations about. And I, and I think that's where it leads to like, the concept I think of nymphomania really is like you're dealing with sexual addiction or hypersexuality, but you don't know how to necessarily right. manage it and you don't know you don't know the root causes of it. So it kind of just plays out how it plays out and it becomes, I think, harmful to the relationships around you and the people around you. Um, you know, versus being educated and from there becoming empowered through sexuality. Yeah, because I found that fidelity was definitely not my strong mm -hmm. point um and i mean you know i definitely have have trust issues and i do stress have because they still mm -hmm. exist um regarding believing in women um believing that they can be loyal they can be compassionate um they won't demasculate me um so like those, yeah, and those things generally come from like either childhood trauma, maybe early relationships. So like that's what I was saying, like sexuality also plays out with non-sexual trauma because they're like, for instance, I don't know your backstory, but there may be things in your backstory where like you couldn't trust women in your life. And at that point in your life, you had a reason to. And now for you, like infidelity might be a way to maintain power and you know not have to be vulnerable and not have to risk putting your heart on the line from some type of trauma that you went through that caused you pain and now you want to stay on the side of power and right and that's like what happens and we don't we don't openly talk about these dynamics right like we we tend to tell people and shame them for doing these things when i believe that people are inherently good people and i think we do the best we can and I think what happens a lot of times is when we don't know how to deal with trauma, we come up with coping mechanisms that we think are normal and healthy, but that are not. Right? So they feel good to us, but they don't feel good to other people. So like infidelity is frowned upon because while it might feel good for you to maintain power, it creates an imbalance of power right. in a relationship and harms the other person. So when we look at that dynamic playing out, then we realize that it's unhealthy. Do you know what I mean? So, like, you thinking mm -hmm. from just yourself to, like, protect yourself, it does make sense as a defense mechanism. 
But then when mm -hmm. you're looking at a relationship dynamic and you're looking at you and the other person, now you maintain more power over the other person and the other person is more vulnerable and is, is going to risk getting hurt. So when you look at a relationship dynamic, then you realize that that's not healthy and like that the, there needs to be an equilibrium and equal power in a relationship. I'm like, we don't consider those things when we've been through trauma. You know, like, yeah. 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 I agree. Um, now, I, I will say I've definitely opened up um, several uh, several episodes back in the past regarding being molested when I was eight and my cousin, she was 14. Um, so I, I do really feel like a lot of the issues come from that as well as the childhood trauma from my mom and, and the verbal and vis physical abuse part of me. So it all makes sense. I get yeah. I mean, it, it, and, and I definitely do my best to not only acknowledge, but um, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, I, I guess kind of catch it before it happens. And I feel like maybe I'm trying to do too much and be over analytical about it. I think like a lot um, of times though, like from my own experience, it's, it's just being honest mm -hmm. with partners, right? Like, what does this interaction mean to the both of us? And is it going right. to be something that we're going to have repeated interactions and develop a relationship? And if so, you know, these are the things I struggle with and why. And how do we create a safe place for each other? Because I don't think a lot of people have those conversations. Mm -hmm. right. No, they I, don't. Hell no. Right, Hell so it leads no. to dysfunction because it's like, you know, you're going to hide the dark parts of yourself. The other person's hiding the dark parts mm -hmm. of themselves. And then when you find out what they are, you're like, how the fuck did I end up in this? <laughs> no, it's not what I, what I was signing up for. Oh, shit. That's right. so true. I feel like so many people have been there, and I really feel like that's why um, I feel like in the rise of social media, like even though people are like somewhat vulnerable on social media, I feel like the judgment we get from the whole world and the criticism leads us to not want to be vulnerable in a partnership. And oh, it's really? like, yeah, I have to agree with that. nobody I really knows who they're dating. And then when they're in it, they're like, oh, man. I didn't know this, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like there's a lack of transparency. And authenticity. Um, and definitely authenticity, yeah. you know? Like, and because I feel like people can hide behind a, a freaking dating app. Oh. Um, and they can make up a profile that is totally not them. It, it's a contrast to exactly who the hell they are not. And... It's like, what in the hell? Like, you know, why waste someone's time because you're afraid to because be transparent? Because I think a lot of people have built their defense mechanisms so well, it becomes part of who they are, their identity, that they no longer, they don't see that it's a defense mechanism or an issue. Like, like some people will be, let's say like, they, they are someone who is attracted to infidelity, but they don't realize that it's from trauma and they're just like, well, I believe in polygamy. And in reality, like, that's not what it is, but they're taking that on as their identity and they feel like if they tell someone else that that's who they are, that they're not going to be accepted. You know, and like you end up with the wrong match and then people get hurt. And I, and I also feel like some people just are not self-aware enough to even know really who yeah. they are or what their issues are to have those conversations. Because like, it's hard for me, like honestly, even being in the public eye, like, so like one of the things is with the hypersexuality article, right? Like I spoke to a lot of people within the organization before I went forward with that. 
because I was like, what do you guys think? And like everybody, every single person's like, absolutely, you have to do that. We need to have this conversation. And I'm like, there's no, I'm going to get backlash for this, right? Like, I just know. And, and the thing for me is, being in the public eye, I always have to deal with that. And because I'm the figurehead in the movement, I'm the one who gets attacked the most. But also, because I'm the one who's used to that the most, everyone relies on me to be the one to have the hardest conversations because I am the CEO. So, like, if I'm looking, you know, to shift, to have a conversation, everyone relies on me to be the person to come out to shift culture. And mm. what happens in that case means that I will be the person who's most attacked, but I'm still a human just like everyone else. So, like, I have the strength to do it and to keep the conversation going and moving forward, but I am also the one who's also attacked more than anyone else. And, like, obviously, as a human, like, I feel those emotions. You know what I mean? Like, when you have people attacking you and telling you you're no good or, like, you're a hoe because you're hypersexual or whatever, like, I feel that pain. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not immune to human emotions. Like I can feel all my emotions. That's what makes me human. And you know, it's like I've had to learn that like you have to take the good and the bad to keep them to keep it going forward. And like I've had to also learn that like those people and where they are is their issue. And and I've had to also learn like, you know, having these conversations and being brave is what shifts culture. So ultimately, like I've had to learn to commit to that path, even if there's controversy or even if there's people commenting and saying things that aren't nice. You know, it's like I've gotten to a point that like every day people are sending me like basically like mean mean tweets and mean posts about myself. And it's like I just have to get to a point that I have to laugh at some of it. And I'm just like, there's humor in this because the things that people say are like overly ridiculous, especially when they're criticizing you or like some people will outright just make up things online. And you're like, how did you, like, from the story that we told, how did we get what this? The hell? Right. So it's, yeah. What the hell? Let me ask you, if you don't mind, um, the negative comments, is it more from men or more from It's actually women? women. And which? You know what's Damn. crazy? is men, men typically won't comment publicly, but they'll be the first to comment privately and be like, I've been through this and I struggle with this. And like, even with you, how you came out and you were like, yeah, so like I've struggled with nymphomania and I've struggled with, you know, my identity and figuring out like, if me taking these pictures is good or not, or if it's related to something else, like all of those mm -hmm. things are like mm -hmm. exactly the conversation you and I are having is the conversations I will have with men, mm -hmm. and then men will typically be more vulnerable with me behind the scenes and like won't say anything in public. Mm. And they'll be like, Hey, like, I'm really glad you shared this. Or even sometimes they'll be like, My wife has gone through this, or I, my daughter has gone through this. I'm so glad that you shared this and you're talking about this because as a man who hasn't been through sexual violence, I don't understand this. And you know, like some of these men have told me, like, I've gotten into fights with my daughter or my wife and I've, you know, said really mean things or I've called my daughter a hoe or I've called my daughter this being angry with that behavior. And I, you know, I know they went through this, but I didn't understand that this was related. So like a lot of times what I've seen from men is like the ability to process the information, put it together and be like, thank you for this insight because now I need to change my behavior. I need to apologize you know, to my family members and I need to be more understanding. So I think if anything, a lot of the movement content 
uh, resonates with men very, very strongly. And women are just that damn cruel. Yeah, and honestly, negative. like ninety-five percent of the criticism comes from comes from women. Damn. And the criticism that does come from women, it's typically women who have conservative beliefs. You know, that that believe like you know women should be modest and that women should only mm. have you know like like to be for their husbands and that's that. And I'm like, you don't understand that for like this is called the military sexual drama movement mm -hmm. so like we have to advance right. the conversation about sex in order to stop sexual mm -hmm. violence from happening in america we're the number one country mm -hmm. in the world for sex trafficking so like the thing about it is it's like you know i'm not doing this to sell perfume you know what i mean i'm not i'm right. not using sexually right. explicit content to exploit a body for profit purposes i'm using sexuality right. to talk about the issues surrounding sexual trauma and how the aftermath ensues and what the behaviors are like because the thing is we can't move the conversation forward we cannot have progress without opening up and having these conversations because we're losing another generation and the reason why i say that is because when you look at sexual violence like it's different right sex is the unification of your soul your mind and your body so if you look at a fight you might have with someone let's say a stranger um you might have an argument and it might affect your mind or your your you might be triggered in some aspect right or maybe with a loved one you might have a fight back and forth and it hurts your soul and then maybe with someone else you have a fist fight and it hurts your body but when you go through sexual violence it hurts all three parts of your core so your soul gets destroyed and then your mind is trying to figure out how to process it. And then your body is literally in fight or flight mode because your body was violated. So your whole personality gets affected because of sexual violence. So now your whole identity is up in the air. You're gonna do whatever you can to protect your soul from being hurt again. You develop unhealthy defense mechanisms because your brain is like, ain't nobody getting in here anymore. And now your ego gets overdeveloped. And then all of a sudden you're like, why do I like this stuff sexually that I didn't like before? Why do I like acquiring power during sex when I had no, you know, I didn't even like that before and I like to connect emotionally. And now I'm like, you know, I'm into BDSM when I never thought I was. Like it's, all of these things happen. And, you know, people will criticize me like, well, why are you looking sexually seductive while you're, while you're talking about sex? And I'm like, cause I'm talking about sex. Like I'm gonna show my body while I'm talking about sex. Like I'm gonna look sexy if I'm having a conversation about sex. Right, like well also i feel like it, it 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 not only empowers you but it's like you know like 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 this i'm gonna keep it real for for any man that's listening as well i do feel like you know when i take certain pictures and i got the right damn angle and i and, and i feel sexy as a man empowering. it's it's a certain sense of power right and it's very empowering it's very, very empowering and i feel like right. no one can fucking take that from me because you're you're feeling the power that's coming from it and when you're using it in a way that makes sense for you, right? Like whatever that is, you are reclaiming your sexuality and your power and that's what leads to your healing. Because it, when you feel empowered sexually, your brain starts to heal, your body starts to heal and you start to move forward. And one of the conversations that I try yeah. to have with people is when I went through military sexual trauma, the way that that started was with a nude photo that got released without my consent. And that's what led to all these issues. So mm -hmm. for me now, 
to be leading the movement to fundraise using naked photos and to create awareness about sexual violence using nudity, that is the most empowering way I could ever use my sexuality in my lifetime, more than like having a sexual interaction and getting an orgasm for personal pleasure. And like people don't, they don't understand that or they're not willing to understand that. No, like I, 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 I really, I mean, shit. What can be more powerful? Because it's right. it's for a movement, you know. Like like what is is more powerful and what is more empowering? I mean, you, sure, I'm not gonna lie. It feels good when a you know a, a woman responds to the picture and like, damn, you look sexy. But I mean, you know, if if I'm doing it for a movement, like, you know, what what is far you more know what's crazy? powerful it's and, a lot of and, the men who donate uh, and um you know who buy news and stuff and even the women like no one like is like oh damn you're sexy like a lot of people are like they will have intricate conversations with me and be like you know what you're doing is iconic and a lot of people will have very intellectual conversations with me about it like i have i have not had an experience with um, selling a nude where somebody was objectifying me like people like people are actually well mm. what happens is it creates curiosity so a lot of times people will go to the website and start reading the stories and like that's the thing that people don't realize mm -hmm. either is that like the nudity creates interest and uh, people are used to nudity for products and services and when people see nudity for mm -hmm. a cause and then they see it's a cause related to sexual violence people are like i want to learn more so more often than not, what happens is people will make a donation to get the photo and all of a sudden it leads them to the website and when they see the problems and they see everything that's going on and then what the movement's doing, that, like, that new became nothing more than like a signifier to what they're donating to. And people feel empowered when they buy the news because they know like what the money is going to. And like a lot of times people will tell me like, this is the most significant donation I've ever made. And, and people tell me it's not because of the photo, it's because of what you're doing with the money. And it, to me, mm -hmm. that's a win-win because, you know, you're getting something out of it, we're getting something out of it, and our average donation size is, is exponential to any any non-for-profit. Like, we're, we're definitely probably mm. in the 1% in the of sizable donations from small donors in America. <laughs> Probably in the in the one percent of sizable donations from small donors in America, and that's the reason that the movement's able to function. And the other side to it too is like the patriarch runs America. That's just the reality of it. Like we're we'd be ignoring facts if we said that women women run America, right? Like it's changing, but it's not. We're not at that point. And the reality of it is for me to be a female minority CEO and lead, successfully leading an organization bringing the, the the funding into the organization and that we're able to pursue social justice and we do primarily now get that money from men to me it's like robin hood like i'm literally living out what it yeah. is to be robin hood and to me like everything i'm doing is the right moves and the right decisions and they align with my morals and values and i feel that my sexuality has healed as a result of that so it, for me, I'm in a more empowered place than I ever have. And then like even my sex life is better than what it was because I think I think being able to cultivate sexuality for power has also created a situation that now I feel empowered in my sex life and what I'm doing with my sexuality, like because it aligns with 
a cause that has personally impacted me, a cause that I'm very passionate about and that's my life purpose, I feel like my soul is at one with itself and I feel like I'm healed. So now it's like when I have sex, I can get in touch with my soul again. And for such a long time, I could not reconcile sex and love and I would go through disassociation and fantasizing during sex. So like for me, I'm in the best place emotionally, mentally and sexually that I have ever been in. And you know, that's why when people do say stuff, I'm like, eh, it's your ignorance because like I'm living this experience. Like I've been at the bottom and now I'm at the top. And like, I'm, I've been powerless and now I'm, I'm living out how, being powerful. And I know what the differences are and I know what the journey to healing is like, and I'm not living in a place of fear. I'm living out a place of empowerment. And like, to me, that's the most important legacy that I can leave for other survivors. Mm-hmm. hmm I like how you said that. The most important well, legacy. most people, like I said, people think like, yeah, right. And that's the thing. A lot of people don't think that deeply. Like their level of consciousness is not elevated to that point to make those connections. It's like people will be like, oh, you're over-sexualizing yourself. And, you know, you're, you're talking about trauma. Like that's the wrong thing to do. And I have to just sit there and be like, that's that person and where they're not in their healing process that they don't get that. And like the other thing is people don't realize because I am a public figure of a movement that is based on sexual violence, I have to talk about sex. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that it'll be oxymoron. Most organizations not. who are like literally are talking about sexual trauma and sexual violence, all they ever do is talk about the trauma and they never talk about the sex. So the reality is you're not progressing the community mm-hmm. to grow because the very core of the issue is not what you're talking about because trauma is a byproduct, mm-hmm. but sexuality is the core. So if you're not healing mm-hmm. someone's core, you're not healing their soul. And if you're not bold enough to have those conversations, mm-hmm. you cannot pull those souls out of hell. So to me, it's like, you can criticize me, but I know that God put me in this place I know that I am here because I have a responsibility to help empower others and pull their souls out of hell. Like, I know that that's why I'm here. So for me, it's like when people (laughs) criticize me or they say things and they come at me, I'm like, God didn't give you this purpose for a reason because God knew that you couldn't handle it. So God put me here to handle this, this trial and this tribulation and to be this leader because that healing and healing one's soul is how we unite to God and that's how we learn what heaven on earth is. So to me, it's like sex is the most powerful way that we know that God exists. And it's like we, and a lot of times we deny that. And we don't wanna talk about the spirituality that Mm -hmm. comes with our soul being connected to God and and how sex is the most powerful venue Mm -hmm. for us to feel God's vibration and to feel God's love. So like mm-hmm. if you are disconnected mm-hmm. sexually and you're not healed sexually, then how are you supposed to connect to God and know God exists? And if if you don't know God exists and you're den- or you're denying your connection to God mm-hmm. in the most powerful way that exists, then you're living in hell. Mm-hmm. And you're broken. So mm-hmm. to me it's like when I just think about it at the end of the day. I'm like, I have to let those people remain ignorant and I have to remain committed to the purpose that God has given me. And to me, that's more important than anything in the world. I mean, you dropped a nugget it's, with that one. You know, I, mm. I, I, 
literally I'm live cool. like I am such like, a spiritual oh. person. Like super, like I am a quantum activist, which is scientific spirituality, right? So I'm I'm religiously agnostic and I'm someone who like, I, I'm open-minded to different cultures and rituals within different religions because I think there's multiple venues to connect with God. Mm -hmm. um, but in terms of spirituality, mm -hmm. I'm ultra spiritual and like I live my life out based on spirituality every day, like every action, every decision, like I, I have to really think, does that align with the highest, the highest values in my connection to God for me to move forward? And a lot of people don't know that about me because like I do talk about spirituality, but it's not the forefront of everything in the movement. It's more of the background operations, um, you know, cause like I'm not in a church, you know what I mean? And spirituality is a much broader concept, but I'm guided by like God, you know? And like, that's my fundamental core value that I make all my decisions on. Like, is, am I connected to God and, or do I feel disconnected? And that is also what has led me to my healing. And, you know, I have all these nuggets because I was able to, uh, what do you call it, uh, like, learn the lessons I needed to learn and pass each level to arrive where I am. So now I'm in a position of, I've learned all this. Now I have a responsibility to teach it to others. And I have a responsibility to live out my values and be an example. And, you know, being in the public eye, when this is not how we think right now in America, and we're not at that level of consciousness, of course I'm gonna be the one who gets bashed because right now I'm the one who's pioneering history. And like, yeah, I mean, what other, what other movement do you know, you know, literally is talking about sexual violence and talking about sexuality the way that we are? Like, no, you're right. I, I've actually, to be candid, I've, I've done my due diligence and researched and uh no you're right you're 100 percent correct yeah so I when it comes that, to you are 100 correct that's literally cutting edge yeah especially when it comes to sex especially with a woman leading it like th this is basically like the sexual mm -hmm. revolution on steroids and it's like you know mm -hmm. and and it's not only about like female sexual empowerment in terms of like with their bodies we're talking about sexual assault survivors who found through trauma becoming empowered like it's a it's like a whole nother segment that has never been spoken about in this way before. So, you know, and, and not only that, but like a lot of research studies are emerging because of the stuff that we've done with the movement. Like there's numerous universities that we're working with that are not only studying me, but studying the movement. And, you know, people don't realize that like we're opening up multiple fields of study as a result of what we're doing. Because, you know, when it, when it comes to pioneering and advancing the cause, we're doing that in every aspect. And, you know, we're not only doing that through legislation and politics, we're also doing it through talking about sex in politics. And that's, you know, that's unheard of for people because it's like, they're so used to sex selling a product or being near a car or selling a magazine and people are not used to it in a conversation of, oh, I see big boobs in a butt, but they're, they're talking about like, let's not read people. You know, like people are like not used to that type of advertising and that model and they're like, wait, what? I'm confused. And then it's like, right, I have a right to be who I am because, like, you know, I get naked multiple times a day because I have to change my clothes. Like, these boobs are there and they exist no matter what. You don't have right. a right because of my existence <laughs> to rape me. And we're igniting those types of conversations where, exactly. like, now it's challenging those people who are like, what were you wearing? What are you doing? Who are you with? You know, it, it's really, it's challenging American culture head on and it's challenging the patriarch head on. And, you know, that's also, that causes controversy. And then you're, you know, a lot of women surprisingly uphold the patriarchy. 
out of fear. And, and like to me, those people are not, you know, they're not, they're not following the highest calling or God's purpose. You're living your life out of fear. Like I'm not, I'm not here to do that. I'm here to overcome fear. And I'm here to to live my life as courageously as possible. I didn't mean to cut you oh, off as well. Good. I apologize for that. Um, I, I was just going to ask you: Do you do you do you think women really believe in in, in a form of patriarchy, or do you think they just kind of uh, are really oblivious? That's a hard question. Like, it, that it's patriarchy the same way, like, you really know, exists. There's, there's white people that are woke, and there's white people that aren't. There's women that are woke, and there's women that aren't. Right. Like, I have these kind of like that's why. Even on like our, our Facebook page, like we have certain rules of how people engage. And like the reason we have those rules is because I know that certain people who come to our page and do certain behaviors, they're not woke. So to me, I'm like, if you're not at the level of willing to heal, open your mind and move the needle forward, we're not here for you because like, there's, so there's this book called Quantum Activism, How It Can Save Civilization. And it talks about um, how humans at, at this level only certain humans have a high level of consciousness to have the courage to change society and that it would take seven generations for superior dna to go to the majority of society for everyone to have higher levels of consciousness it would take seven generations from where we are today so you have to think right now that means like one seventh of the population has the level of consciousness to have the courage to push the needle forward so that means majority of people are not woke and their DNA makes them incapable of being woke. So that one, that one seventh of the population that has that superior DNA has seven more generations that needs to keep reproducing before it becomes the majority. And like, that's what I think about when, we, when there are certain people that, that are just incapable of understanding it, where I'm like, okay, like I have to be mindful that that's on a biological level, that they're not built. They're not built for leadership and they're not built for consciousness. And like that's not my problem, right? My pro- my my problem that I'm here to create a solution to is to elevate the souls that have consciousness but don't know how to how to get on that path. Damn! Thank you so much. You, whoo! Shit, I got chills off that because I I've, I've been struggling struggling with. Pardon me, and I, and I apologize. I'm going off tangent, but it's it's definitely in relation to what you just stated where. I've been struggling with this, like, damn, why so many of these motherfuckers are asleep type of, where I feel like I have to wake them up. But hearing you say that, I'm like, you know what, duh, stop wasting energy on those who are asleep. Let them sleep and then pay attention to the ones who are already uh, Right. Right. But that's why, like, that's why when the hate comes in, I literally just disregard it. Like, I'm like, Mm -hmm, I look at mm -hmm. it, I'm like, you can tell by how people communicate whether or not they're woke or not. And it's like, I'm not going to invest myself in someone who literally on a DNA level is not capable of waking up. Cause like, that means that it's impossible for that person. Mm. That person, it's like, it's like someone, all right, like perfect example, right? You take you for instance, and you take me because you're black. If you and I go out in the sun, you're going to last longer than I am by default, Mm -hmm. right? Because I do not have the DNA to last, let's say eight hours in the sun Mm -hmm. without um you know like skin protection so if we were talking about like there was no other Mm -hmm. um like there's no skin cream nothing just you and me biologically go out into the sun for eight hours 
I'm more likely to mm -hmm. die and get dehydrated because on a, mm -hmm. on a genetic level, my skin doesn't have that capacity or, or that level of, of melatonin. So the thing is like, that's Mel just, that's, that's right. And you got superior DNA it's when it fact. comes to that and I don't, <laughs> that's, that's just a fact. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is the mm -hmm. same thing happens with people's mm -hmm. DNA, whether they can elevate consciousness or not, it's on, uh, on a level of DNA. And right now the ability mm -hmm. for people to have superior consciousness is a small population of society. So like, there's nothing I can do This is in this generation that's gonna remain the minority, but in the future, in the future, like, like this recording is probably gonna be listened to by billions of people who are gonna be like, yo, they spoke gospel back then. <laughs> and me and you were like, yeah, there were so many haters, <laughs> we just couldn't figure out why. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, yeah, you can't, you can't waste your time with people that are not, that are incapable of doing something. You know what I mean? So that's why I said, like, I just do my best to keep the community safe. And I, I invest my time and energy with people that I, I could see that they have the capacity to elevate consciousness. I feel like inside I'm like, hot damn. Because <laughs> I mean, that I, I needed to hear that, you know, yeah. um, the most high right course, and i think people universe, don't um, you know, um how do i put this there's a lot of people that i think think their consciousness is elevated but it's not where their thinking is very black and white and like they really think that like the world is this or that and god is this or that and they're like yeah i'm i'm an awoke being and you know i'm conscious and like this is not how god wants things and then it's like right when they say that you're like okay you know nothing about god because you know, like God is all powerful. God is not black and white. You know what I mean? Exactly. So it's like everything happens exactly. then. And no matter what the outcome is, like God created mm -hmm. diversity because diversity is what creates superior DNA at the end of the day. Because like superior DNA is what survival of the fittest is. So like diversity is ultimately what pushes humanity ahead. So just because I'm different from you doesn't mean I'm wrong. And doesn't mean that God doesn't love me. Like, mm. you know what I mean? God created both of us. And that's where, like, you know, there's so many people exactly. that fit into that category of, like, they think they're woke, but they're not. And, like, that's the other thing that, like, I just don't deal with that. Like, those people are not worth arguing with because they really believe that they're woke. And, like, they really think that the way they think is healthy. And it, like, doesn't follow any universal laws of how the world was created. Like, the world was not, there's no law in physics that talks about the law of being black and white. Like, there's the law of balance. So, like, the law of balance mm -hmm. would directly contradict mm -hmm. any black and white thinking whatsoever. And that, and that means that anything absolute is really a result of man-made human action, which is not anything godly. So, like, that's why I said when people, like, when they're saying certain things, I just look at it and, like, I used to argue with people. And I used to just be like, nah, like, like you're straight ignorant for that. And, like, and once in a while, like, people still, like, they still push me there, but then I'm, like, I've humbled myself a lot and just been like, you know what, like there, like there's like there's no hope for that person. There's hope, but not that particular person. So time to move on. <laughs> I <laughs> dig that. Mm, I dig that. Yeah, and, and for what you know, I, I've I've made the uh, I won't say a joke, but I've made the the the, the real statement that shit. I can have a heart attack, and some of these idiots I'm having 
quote unquote beef with, you know, would still be alive and kicking and wouldn't give two shit. Waste your time. So, yeah. you know, why waste my time? Exactly. Like, I'm so glad to, to hear to hear the affirmation you just just spoke. I'm like, I needed to hear that. Yeah, I mean, I, I really did. I think I'm because very I, uh, open about like my thoughts, feelings, opinions, and things like that. But I think also like, you know, I try to focus mm -hmm. a lot of these conversations on just things that are related to you know, the volunteers and survivors that I don't always talk about like my personal thinking behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, to have this conversation mm -hmm. in a public forum, I'm sure that it's, you know, people are gonna be like, oh, this is how she thinks, you know what I mean? You know, I mean, I'm honored, you know, just just as well as last time. I'm, you know, I'm still honored, like, because, I mean, this one to me, you really got even deeper. Um, and I'm just I, I'm like, you are, again, you are a very, very intelligent woman. Um, but more than that, to me, you're very balanced. And uh, that, to me, is where it's at, like, you know, to have that balance in life, um, Man, that 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 is yeah, I, that has to be you. I definitely think it's been my path and towards so healing really... for sure. Like I'm very I'm very centered and grounded with myself. Like mm -hmm. I accept my dark side and I accept my light side, you know. And and I do the best to let my light shine. But those darker parts of myself, like I'm open about them too. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and that's another thing too that I don't think people mm -hmm. like. That is so unfamiliar in politics because everything is based on public image and politics, right? It's like popularity ratings whether or not the public yep. likes you and then like here i come and i'm like so here's my dark side you know i've dealt with hypersexuality since i've been raped these this is the struggles that i've had here's troubles i've had with my sexuality here's here's struggles i've had with my relationships you know here's my strengths and here's my weaknesses and i just throw it out there and i'm like you can have your opinion but this is where i'm at in my life so i think and for me that has really helped me stay grounded and I also feel like that has really helped me on my healing path because I also come to terms with like my entire soul is not perfect. Like it's not being whole is not about perfection. Mm -hmm. Being whole is about loving your entire self. Mm -hmm. And your soul is made up of the good and the bad. It's made up of all those experiences that you've had. And even through adversity, like you learn. So it's like I've learned how to have healthy boundaries mm -hmm. despite being you know, hypersexual, but that's, that's an obstacle that I had to learn. Mm. And I had to learn lessons, not only for myself, but for partners, you know what I mean? And like, do I think that's a bad thing? No, I think mm. I like, for me, I'm enjoying my sexuality more than I ever have in my life. And I'm 30 years old. Like I feel the most empowered. I feel I'm having the most fun that I've ever had. I love myself. I'm opening up in a way that I never have before. So, like, to me, I'm at my peak. I'm literally at my peak. And I feel like a lot of that comes from being centered of, yeah, like, there's good and bad in me and, you know, accept it. This is who I am and I'm putting it out there and I'm being authentic about it, whether or not you like it. And I think what's happening is because I'm a political CEO, people are like, this is bad for your image. You shouldn't be doing this. This is going to destroy your reputation and destroy the movement and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like... You're telling me to pretend to be something I am not so people can remain comfortable and so I could reach the people who are incapable of elevating consciousness. And if I do that, I cannot elevate the souls that are capable of elevating because I'm not being honest. 
And the only way to help heal someone else's soul is through your authenticity, because it's the only way that you can connect with someone else is through their the broken part of their soul they're trying to heal. Because someone else's strength is already healed. They don't need help with that. So it's like if you're going to elevate the consciousness and you're going to help other souls heal, it's talking to their pain and the areas in which that person is fragmented. And that means having honest conversations. So like if you're asking me to pick my reputation and popularity over saving people's souls, to me, like, then you're telling me my purpose is not big enough. Exactly. Shit. You exactly. might as well sell yourself. Because that's then the case. to me, like if, that, if what I'm that. saying is God doesn't exist, and, my, and the purpose that I have here on Earth is, is not what God mm -hmm. put me here to do. So, like, I'm not here to be well liked or not. I'm here to fulfill my life's purpose and the calling that God has for my life. That's why I'm here. And to me, what what God wants me to do and, and the role that I have to play in society, at the end of the day, it, it's saving people's souls, and and it's through mm -hmm. the storyline. That I have like we all have a platform to choose whether or not we're going to sell our souls out and or or whether or not we're going to deny our soul's purpose to fit in or whether we're going to ruffle some feathers and we're going to look to our fullest potential to elevate consciousness and really fulfill the purpose that God put our soul here for like that's a choice that every single one of us has to make and for me I made it to a point that like I'm so connected to the universe that I know, I know for a fact that a higher power exists. So to me, I'm not gonna ever deny that and I'm gonna remain guided by that force. Like, you know, whether or not people feel good about it. So like, to me, you know, when people are like, your popularity is going down, your, your, your reputation's at risk, this and this, and I'm like, none of those things are relevant to me because all of them are based on public perception which the majority of people right now do not have the con they don't have the level of consciousness that's capable to move past where they are so like i'm not in this to be well liked i'm in this to fulfill the mm -hmm. purpose i am meant to fulfill while i am alive mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. I, I mean you're dropping nuggets yeah, and some people will understand it and some you're people will not nuggets. I always pride myself on having my third eye open, you know, um, and when I hear beautiful affirmations right. cool. that I get to go back and listen to, oops, I just hit my Ellie, my lamp here, um, but I get to hear these type of nuggets, it's like, oh, you know, I get to go back and well, because, like, positive yeah, affirmations. Well, because what's happening is, like, no. your crown chakra is uh, open, so now it's like we're connecting because both of our crown chakras are open, mm -hmm. and now you're like, yo, these are things that I felt or thought with opening mm -hmm. my crown chakra. And now it's like, here I am because my crown chakra is open, that both of us are connecting on that higher level of consciousness. So now think I mean, I was right. I was just saying, like, think about someone who who's, Go ahead, my hasn't had Go those ahead. levels of intuition and insight that they don't have their crown chakra open. Like, they're not even thinking about things mm -hmm. that you're thinking about, let alone connecting with someone else who's on the same frequency. See, I was writing down questions or, or and or thoughts, if you will. Um, and I mean, literally, before I finished writing out my thought, you were hitting maybe at least five out of the 12 points that I have, that, that I was writing and taking notes about. Um, and I'm just like, damn, like, you know, 
I yeah. like that type of when to me I'm all about law of attraction and when the universe gives like-minded souls and, and, and energy to have a frequency and, and you both are on that type of vibrational wave man that 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 shit is the bomb because right I feel like knowledge is like food um and I eat that shit up you hear me I mean I enjoy it I I, I thrive upon knowledge um and and like you said when people have their mind or minds open pardon me um you know you receive so much that can help you grow and and achieve the next level because i know for me like i'm a true chicago mofo so getting into it with people when they try to as a as i so politely say shit on my name it's so hard for me to draw back but then i, I feel like you know, like I, I hadn't done a fucking recording on my podcast in at least like four days because I was over here with some dumbass podcast beef and it took me out of my element. Um, so I was looking forward to this because I'm like, you know, as I look up here at, at Michael Jordan, um, rookie year picture that I have and Howard Stern as well and Herb Kent as my motivational trifecta, you know, it's like to hear you say basically, you know, stop wasting time with the naysayers who are asleep like a motherfucker and it's not by their fault right it's because they're just not fucking woven to be such a way their, their cloth is not woven to be in such a way and i look at it like yo i dig that shit because i really do feel like mm -hmm. there's only so many people i can really really vibe with um on a conscious level where Right. They don't look at you like, man, what the fuck are you smoking? Type of mentality. Um, and I and I feel like that with you. Like like I've really loved like the the energy I get um, from speaking with you because that type of dynamic is. is When someone one on one, anytime that I have a one on one conversation, people are always like your essence and your energy. Like I feel it, and it means the world to me. And like I, and it's funny because it's like I feel like I literally arrived here from being a movement leader, and like I think about, you know, like Martin Luther King, like he was elevating consciousness. You know, Malcolm X was elevating consciousness, and a lot of people remain asleep during that generation. Like. And even today, there's there's people that are still asleep. Yeah, but when we look at civil rights or we look at, let's say, like Black Lives Matter, like there is a consciousness shift that's happening where like civil rights, like segregation was happening when Martin Luther King and Malcolm X were alive. And like we don't have segregation today. So they, with their specific causes, they have elevated consciousness, but it has taken many generations. It hasn't happened in one generation. And like, but they were more conscious mm -hmm. than other people where they were like, hey, wait a minute. Segregation should not happen. Like the difference between me and you is not the content of our soul, but the color of our skin. So like, you're literally separating us. But like, mm -hmm. at the same time, I'm brown and I have superior DNA to you. And like, you're weaponizing your inferior skin against me. Like, this doesn't make mm -hmm. sense. So like, when you put that in perspective, mm -hmm. like, those people really did elevate consciousness. And like, they were assassinated because they were saving people's souls. And they were literally saving not only souls, they were saving people's lives. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. They fought and stood for, yeah. for much more than, to me, just a movement. You know, like you just said, they, they were saving and lives. Crazy is, you know, that both is, of them were highly spiritual, that is, despite uh, being different religions. Both of them yes. literally have their teachings mm -hmm. 
and everything that they did was guided by a higher power you know and like i think about that too because i'm like martin luther king was christian and then you look at you look enough and next who's muslim and then it's like, you know, me, I'm a quantum activist and I'm spiritual. And it's like, but all of us are literally guided by the same force of higher consciousness. So like that, right. And, exactly. and it's like that. There's and then if you think about God. any iconic movement leader in history, like not just activists, but movement leaders who have moved the needle forward, they have been guided by spirituality. So it, it's like, I think about that. And like, mm-hmm. I think, like when I think about it from a, a logical aspect, I think about where my emotions feel and I think about how my spirit feels. I put all that together and I'm like, I'm on the right path. You are so deep. So deep, my sister. I hope it changes things. I think I'm going to have to have a... I I hope to have a part three because, I mean, shit. I don't know. You you really... uh, You never cease to amaze me. You know, I um, your transparency is what I really, really did the most from you. Um, because real talk, you know, I'll tell anybody, you know, shit, I've sold hella, hella, hella lot, hella, hella, hella lots of drugs back in the day, as I'm stuttering over here. Um, you know, in Chicago growing up, gang banging, been shot, um, been homeless. I haven't been the perfect dad. Um, you know, should I tell people, you know, at one point, should I would put women above my daughter and, and I even spoke with my daughter about that and apologized to her. Um, yeah. Because I feel like you should be transparent. You know, my point I'm going with that is like, you know, when I recognize transparency in a person, um, like my, there's an episode coming, another brother who's very transparent and, and I just, I, I recognize transparency. I'm like, I gravitate toward that because that is a gift that people are so afraid right. to tap into, to be vulnerable. Um, and to let yourself, I won't say let your guard down, but let yourself be, I guess, human right. to be relatable to others. Um, you know, because I think everyone goes through right. many challenges in life, you know, um, to, you know, you're getting negative comments and I'm like, well, shit. And then to hear 95% are, are mostly from from women, I'm like, you know, so no matter what level, um, even as I grow in my podcasting world, I, it's like to hear you say what you're saying, <laughs> you're, you're going to get more damn haters <laughs> as, as, you know, um, so I, I like the fact that you're able to refrain from acting a hot mess. <laughs> um, cause I know I definitely, have, I'll be the first a, one a, a to tell you that there's plenty of times like, hot mess, like there's plenty of times, like it's not. I'm not, I'm not above that. I am not above that. Like, I'm very, because also too, like I do have PTSD, so I ha- I have an overdeveloped ego. So I think I value my connection to my soul even more because of that. But like, I'm not, I'm not above like being mean when I need to. I'm just not someone who instigates. Like, I will not, I will not ever be mean or rude to someone like out of the blue for no reason. If someone instigates it, I'm all about self-defense. And like, and at that point, I'm about winning. Like, if you, if you instigate with me, like, um, okay. so like, there's a principle of content activism that like, yeah. there's like this one sacred sin, and that's being violent or aggressive to someone who has not been aggressive to you. So like, I live, I literally live okay. by that. So like, I'm, 
I'm kind and I'm I'm nice to everyone, but as soon as someone does something that violates me or like who I am, like sometimes like I'm like, okay, you're not uh-huh. worth it at all. Well, that's most of the time, but sometimes if someone does something that's piercing to me, I'm gonna come back with fire. Or if that person's in a position of clout and mm-hmm. power that can adversely influence like me or harm me in any capacity, like then it falls to the wall because like you started it. So like now yeah, like now I'm gonna fight with you and my fight See, is so overdeveloped, I'm gonna win. So, yep. Mm-hmm. Thank you. See, I don't feel yeah, like, bad. I don't, I don't feel bad at all for what I've done. Man. Like yep. you know, I'm very yeah, I don't I don't do that. Like I will right. I will I don't ever instigate negativity. But I will when it when negativity comes my way, yeah. I will defend my aura and I will come at you and I will mm-hmm. deliver the same energy to you so you can feel what it's like. See, I don't feel bad because I basically in a nutshell, I had um and, and, and they have a podcast, this this group of three people. And of course, I'm not silly enough or, or, or stoned enough to mention their names. Um, but uh, one didn't like my, my comment of saying, you know, hey, I'm not for the negative energy today. If you have something to say, you don't need to post it for the, the public eye. Just just give me a call or go ahead and jump in my, my, my DM. So the person comes back and says, oh, Oh, Stop yeah, no, see, that's sexist. That's girl. just a straight sexist comment. And, well, and, 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 and it, was a, it, was a, it was a young black woman. So I, came, so I came back, because at first I was going to hit her ass with the, but I came back, I said, well, you know what? Thank you for triggering my childhood trauma and, and open, parentheses, open parentheses from the, de- de- I'm so damn stoned, demasculation from my deceased mom close parentheses um that you have now set off she had the audacity to put the laughing emoji and and came back and said are you whining then right I so took like, the gloves at, off. Like, so I'm like, you me, like at the violation right there because like not only is that not only is okay. that sexist what she's saying right it's a sexist standard right that from society that that mm-hmm. was a learned that's mm-hmm. not healthy right because mm-hmm. at the end of the day like what girls are not weaker than men exactly and, and then also like to emasculate you, you using a societal standard it, and also after you communicated mm-hmm. to try to de-escalate and it didn't work to me at that point like that was multiple violations so at that point like i'm, I'm gonna be savage i'm gonna be i'm gonna be super savage and i'm gonna come at you because cool. now like i'm gonna show you my energy cool. is intense and you're gonna know what the fuck yep. it feels like and i'm going to if you're bad in you yep and see i didn't feel bad because I'm like, you came on my platform with that shit. So I went on her fucking DM. I went on her fucking platform, put the screenshots. She had people on there calling me pussy, uh, bitch. So I went, I went in their DMs. I'm like, yo, here's my goddamn number. You can call me. I'm going to embarrass you. I'm not going to get embarrassed. Like, I'm not like, that's the thing. I'm very, like, I... I actually have a higher level of tolerance for a lot of comments that come my way. And I, out of all the stuff that come, like literally, like I'm talking about on a daily basis, yeah. there's probably around 20,000 comments a day that are circulating on the internet about me. So like, I don't sit there. Oh yeah, it's, it's constant. Damn. constant. And I don't sit there Shit. and I like, honestly, like what are you going to do? Fight with every single person? So like, I'll pick and choose my battles, like when I need yeah, to with no. certain things. And um, <laughs> but when I decide when I decide to go to battle, it's because of a violation. 
Yeah, and normally it's because multiple violations it's occur. Cool. But once once a violation occurs, like I mm -hmm. I'll be like I have yep. the right to defend that... myself. So at that point, I'll move into self defense mode, and I'm gonna fight. Right. Because I'm not. I like for me, if I yep. decide to engage with you, then it's because we're fighting. Like if if you do a violation to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like I'm gonna fight. Like my fight instinct, if my yeah. fight instinct gets triggered because of a violation, Shit. like a moral violation, a spiritual violation, a physical violation, mm -hmm. no matter what the violation is, I'll, I like I like to fight. Like I my fight instinct mm -hmm. when it gets, and I'm like I'll go savage as hell. Like yep. <laughs> I will go savage literally till I annihilate someone. Yep, you're like that's how I am. I'm like until I until I can metaphorically chop your fucking head off, I'm going to be as sadistic and as goddamn psychotic as you have never. I was like, oh, I'm acting like a girl. I was like, let me show you. I'm gonna annoy the fucking piss out of you then, since you think I'm a little little bitch or whatever you want to call it. Cool. Let me let me let me let me, let me show you. I'm, like I told them, I said I'm giving you whack one dimensional motherfuckers content now. I'm like all y'all talk about is political shit that's that's trending. And I'm like, stop sucking fucking Trumps. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Anyhow, like I'm a conservative independent that's cool with beans, but like I'm not. I'm sorry. When I tell people that, do you realize that there have been only ten seated black senators since since politics have started? There have only been thirteen Latino or Hispanic seated senators since politics have started, and nine Asian and Pacific Islander seated senators. Out of at least 1,500 over all the like, years. Think about that the is people an embarrassment. who are native to this country who have rarely made it into office. Thank you. I, 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 you know what? That's a great question. I need to look that up because I wonder if I know there of, are like, any Native Americans. I need to look that but what up. I'm saying, because, and they're native to this country. You know, like, I, I think, so this is the thing. Like, yeah. The way yeah, I feel exactly, about everything like, and also <laughs> the history of Native Americans, they were welcoming, right? They were welcoming. They were bartering, they were trading, and when violations mm -hmm. were happening, mm -hmm. genocide was committed on them. So, like, mm -hmm. I'm not that kind of leader. I'm more of, like, I'm definitely, like, a Malcolm X, but I just don't instate. Like, if someone, like, if somebody came towards violence towards mm -hmm. near my mm -hmm. community, I wouldn't be, like, let's bear peacefully. Like, if, if like, a whole yeah. range wide of community fight, I'd be like, all right, it's time to fight. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'll... I'll pick the safety and security of everyone yep. first yep. in That's whatever fine. manner that is. Oh. But like, let's just say like that our community was severely yeah. under attack to the point that like it yep. was genocide. Oh, best believe like I wouldn't be going down being like, let's be peaceful, everybody. Mm -hmm. At that point, I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, time to weaponize. I'm like, uh, do that second amendment. Okay. <laughs> okay. Shit. Ain't no damn fucking. Let's let's have a talk over some tea and crumpets. You're not. You're yeah, not you trying to up. commit a violation. But like, if somebody is mm -hmm. deliberately trying to commit a violation on right. near the community, like, it doesn't. It, it depends. Like, there's degrees of violations, right? It's like, yep. you know, if someone if someone is let's just say selling illicit yeah. drugs, it's a non-violent offense. It's addiction related. That should be in a certain area. But like, let's say someone murder is a serial murderer, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's mm -hmm. that's that that needs to be addressed, right? So like, right. If there was another community that was literally trying to exactly. harm, like the entire community I lead, I wouldn't be like, let's be nonviolent. I'd be like, we're not instigating. We're gonna defend ourselves. You understand? Like that's because I align so much with common mm -hmm. activism. I would never, ever, mm -hmm. ever instigate violence that is not necessary.
So like, yeah, like 99% mm -hmm. of the time, if things back. are not being instigated, like it's not going to be instigated from uh -huh. your community. It's going to be instigated from the other side. And if it was instigated from the community, it's somebody mm -hmm. that's that's not really aware of the culture. But that's why I'm saying, like, no one's perfect, and I'm definitely not above defending myself. Like, I'm not, like, I don't, so I don't believe in, in, like, you know, some people, like, the light and, like, 100% the soul. I'm, like, I, I believe in balance. So, like, for me, like, the ego needs to kick in and fight. The ego is going to kick in and fight when it needs to. But I'm, I'm not going to just fight with people for no reason. Like, I've done that before I was healed. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm at a point of healing, like, I don't, I don't instigate. Because to me, that's a sign yeah. of weakness. Like you're you're puffing your feathers out and like yeah, and you're, you're trying to instigate because like you're scared shitless. Yep. <laughs> right, right. You're puffing your feathers like an animal you're to threatened. feel threatened. Yep, exactly like, like these... you know, and then at that point I have to determine whether or not your feather puff is really something that needs to be engaged on and is an actual threat. And if it is mm. a threat, like yeah, it's definitely gonna go like self-defense is I'm all about mm -hmm. self-defense. Because that's the reality of it. People do take advantage of other people, try to overpower them, and we do try to do that with entire communities. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm not having that shit on my platform. Like, I'm sorry. Like, my name is all I fucking have, and you, and you are not going to shit on my name on my public yeah. platform. So I'm like, gloves are fucking off, yo. Like, I, like you know, I mean, I'm sorry, but like, I don't see a thank you i don't i don't feel bad now because but i was like thing, damn like, maybe I, don't know what I, said. It depends I was on the like situation, you know right? like, that shit. i think i like i said i think i think it's lower value and lower consciousness yeah. to go starting fights with people i think that's like like i think that's definitely a sign of lower exactly, and, exactly. and that's thing too like you have to identify it like is that person of lowest consciousness or are they mm -hmm. never going to get it is that person of lower consciousness but in a position of power like you have to mm -hmm. weigh all that out is this harmful or not? Is this something that needs to be ignored or engaged? Like, mm -hmm. I, I think about all that before taking action. And I just felt like, you know, I'm like, here you are, a young, 29-year young black sister woman telling me, stop being a girl. And I'm like, I don't know not one woman in America that really would tell a total stranger that shit. And that's why, that's why I was like, yo, yeah. who, like, and, and, and then I gave you a nice soft out because I, I, I showed my vulnerability. Like I'm being for real with that. Like, yo, that shit you, see a lot of people don't, don't realize this. And I told this to one of the people in her camp. A lot of young black men grow up with black women who do what? Stop crying like a little bitch. Stop all that damn crying with you a little girl. We hit that over the fuck over. Stop being soft. If I fuck right. you up. I'm going to give you something to cry about. We hear that shit so damn much. So then, as adults, when a black woman says right. that shit, especially, it could be any woman, but especially a black woman well, yeah, says I, that. So it's, I grew it, up, like, with so my, my yeah, mom exactly. and my and dad, yeah. like, they're not, they're not vulnerable. Like, they're both Puerto Rican, and, you know, obviously my, my family um, is, like, I, I grew up literally, like, not knowing what empathy and compassion and vulnerability were. Like, I had no idea. I had never experienced it. <laughs> okay. So like I can relate to you because like I did grow up like that. Like okay. my mom's like, let me mm. tell you what happened. Why are you crying your four? Like, I'm telling you I'm hurting right now and you're telling me to not cry. Like, so like I grew up with that and I think that's why, you know, going yep. through therapy, I learned like I learned how to be vulnerable and I learned empathy and I learned compassion and I think 
because I didn't have that growing up, it's so important to me now. That's why I'm as vulnerable as I am in the public eye and as authentic as I am. And that's why I'm like, no, I'm not going to let you take that away from me because it took me so long to get here. And because I value that more than I value your opinion, I'm staying on this path. Mm -hmm. And like, that's why I said, like, it's, you know, you ignore what you can ignore. You know, you, you, you let the energy ride what past you when you can. And, you know, when you have to deal with it, you have, you have to deal with it. Like, there's things in life you have to deal with. So you got, I pick and choose, you know what I mean? It, it, everything is about balance. Right. And I'm sure every single one of us has a day or two, you know, not only getting triggered, but some days, you know, you're probably more in your ego than you are your soul, because that's part of that too. Like, some days it rains, some days it shines. Of course. So it, that's yeah. part of being human too, mm -hmm. but I do the best I mm -hmm. can to stay balanced. That's real. And I also, like, um, I catch myself where I'm like, all right, like the last two weeks I've been pretty feisty. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. I've been pretty feisty. That's mild as shit. You know, damn good. Yeah, no, you I know. I'm like, <laughs> you're probably cussing people out. Like, Yo, I <laughs> Fuck and you. Then I'm like, eh, all right. Like, I'm like, all right. Like, you know what? It's okay. Like, let's just be good to people now. Like, let's hold our breath. Like, it's it. It's time to balance out. It's been a little too much of that pattern. <laughs> I do the same shit. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, yeah, you. I'm like, yeah, you definitely been. Uh, you've been, you've been snapping the fuck off. I'm like, even when you've been stoned, you still been snapping off. So yeah. Like, you got to dial it back a little bit. I'm like, play a little bit more Miles right. Davis. Like, I, like, I don't think. Let's pull back off the rap and play a little like, bit there's more. There's no way more I'm gonna miles. be perfect with the most all right twenty four seven. Same here. Yeah, no same here you know me being shot in my back um you know me being shot in my back that shit uh yeah you know um <laughs> so i can i can definitely right. relate and you're, it's and like that ptsd like that, 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 that is your, natural you, no your dna up. changes and you become more wired to actually go towards your ego so it's, it's harder for someone with ptsd to be balanced and to, and to be in touch with their soul mm. It's, it's more of a challenge so like if, if someone takes me out of that space and like they bring me into my ego it's like i'm literally like i'm gonna i'm gonna assassinate you like i'm gonna come after you because like you're taking me out of my balance so like i'm gonna make sure that you know what you feel like to me mm -hmm. yep damn see i don't i don't feel bad i mean I, that is exactly how i felt like you know i'm, I'm about to i'm about nope. to give you all nope. of this fucking smoke <laughs> since you don't I'm want not, it. i'm not above that but like you have it. i would be you denying have. an entire part of me and being like that doesn't exist and if that happened i wouldn't have ptsd like... yeah but not with everybody you know i don't do it with everybody because i'm like you know like i, I don't somebody could be like man shut your dumb ass up you know I, like that doesn't bother me if i see that in the cop but i'm like you will not tell me stop being a girl and, and i have a i have a 20 year young little diva like right. I, I you know it what is, if i told her stop sexist. being so, a so and girl? it's also like, and it is emasculating because of the you know, like, we have with it as being sexist yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like who like yeah, like you don't true. you don't you say, say that shit anybody. like that's no grown ass man especially, you know like, like yeah you know and I, I was like right right that was that's what I'm saying like I'm not like, you I'm pick, not above right having somebody yo. after they <laughs> they violate I just don't it, it's totally against my moral compass right. and my moral code I'm to instigate to like I don't 
it's against my moral compass to mm-hmm. put out negative energy into the world just to put negative energy out. But like if that negative energy mm-hmm. is coming into my orbit and it's surrounding mm-hmm. me and, and it's not no. going away, like I'm gonna I'm gonna come at you super hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like I, I'm willing as athlete defend. if like you're <laughs> I mean, like like I said, there's else? minor violations and minor infractions. And a lot of times I let them go. But then there's some people who think because they do that, they can mm-hmm. keep going. And then at that point, it's a matter of defending yourself and your boundaries and your right, mental health and your right. well-being. And at that point, like, you want to instigate my fight instinct, you're going to know what it feels like and you're not going to like it. So, like, at that point, you're going to learn your lesson. And, like, now as, at that point, exactly. you're going to learn what my upbringing was like and you're going to get a pop out. So, like, yeah, like... I'm not, I'm not above that, like, mm-hmm. to me, like, being, being yep, above okay. that means having no boundaries, and accepting yeah. any behavior, and, and I'm not going to do that. Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like, I'm not. I feel like nope. that's, that's also, like, I refuse like, to do that. because it means, like, to me, I feel like people would do that more out of fear, because I feel like if you have healthy boundaries and self-worth, why would you let someone do that? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Hell yeah. Exactly my point. Like if you if you you are, I'm a king, damn it. So I'm like I can't let no fucking peasant come in and infiltrate and try to fucking uh, dismember any any anything that I stand for. Or any platform that I stand like, for, be it this, your identity be it, is your identity. Um, uh, my right like you know what i'm saying like what like 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 what does that even mean stop being a girl like 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 number one what does that my mom mean, was right? a and very like, strong woman so i'm like what do you mean, you're what, 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 and then you're you you're like attempting right. to misgender who you are so like your right. intention is to commit an offense so like like you right. intended purposely to create a violation like that Yep, and, and and that's why I was like, you want to be inflammatory? I got some, you know. I got. Hey, I'm. What do you like? People don't get that. Like, I don't, I don't hide behind that cyberspace BS because I think that shit is so fake to me. And I feel like if you have something to say or you want to have a conversation, and I give you my my information to call me off of social media, then do well, so. But don't do that shit like because you want people to. Ooh, I feel like a lot of people ah, just try to, to run the cloud train. So they're like, oh, you have clout, you have views, you have a platform, like, I'm gonna get on mm-hmm. there so I can get some clout. And like, that's why I said, like, I get, like, I think things mm-hmm. through and I analyze them before making a decision. And like, like I said, I let a lot of things go, but if there's a, if there's repeated mm-hmm. violations and they're escalating, like, no, like, I'm not gonna be like, oh, you know, my soul says to love everybody. Like, at that point in time, like, no, my ego says you're gonna get fucked up and you're gonna know what it feels like. <laughs> people who who Love even it. present themselves that way are inauthentic because then you're denying your ego so it's like you're you're either you're either lying about who you are and denying your mm-hmm. ego or you're um you're scared of confrontation mm-hmm. and you're scared of defending yourself
annihilation in the wall that's on my mind. Yep. Okay. And I oh, stop when I yeah, want I to get, stop. If there's no man, could you stop? No, fuck that. I stop when I want like, to for, stop. Like, there's, yeah, no, like, it, it depends how much someone's pushing. <laughs> because, like, sometimes, like, I'll take it as far as I can. So, like, mm -hmm. like, like, and I've had to learn. I've had to learn that there's also levels mm -hmm. to Hell response. yeah. Like, that was something that I really had to learn to get in touch with. Like, like if it is a mi mm -hmm. minor violation or a minor infraction and it's a one-time thing, it's important, mm -hmm. right? But like, let's say it's a repeated offense, it's a repeated serious event, it's not stopping, it's going mm -hmm. on and on. Like at that point, you're you're going to see no mercy from me because a lot of times I will give you mercy automatically. Like I'll give you mercy in the beginning. So it's like a lot of times right, by the time yeah. I have no mercy for you and the time I'm in an annihilation mode, right. it's because yeah. you brought so much negative energy my way that I'm going to make you feel pain now. Because like at that point now it's my job to give you a lesson so it's like and you're and because you're coming in my territory repeatedly and you're doing multiple violations a lot of if that happens well i've communicated already and like if somebody's repeatedly doing that and i try to disconnect and like they're still going at it like no no at that point like, you don't deserve forgiveness yeah. mm -hmm. right but that's what i'm saying it's yeah like, hell no, no. Like, when why? you're ignoring no certain infractions or you're moving you know, forward, it's because you're giving that person mercy or forgiveness. Where you're like, they don't understand, they don't have the capacity, whatever. And then there's a point where you're like, all right, well, it's time, you know, it's time for me to deliver you a lesson, and you're gonna understand like what your actions are doing, and you're gonna learn through pain because you have no other capacity to learn. And I feel like I feel like that's what happens sometimes. That's so. <laughs> that's life right like mm -hmm. there is anything so in life it's like that there's hostile mm -hmm. governments like there's injustices that happen all the time there's people that commit genocide on other populations like those things these things are real that there are people who literally try to disrespect people and overpower them as someone who's gone through sexual violence i'm not gonna let anybody overpower me mm -hmm. or take my power away that's not gonna happen so if you don't respect my power then you're gonna feel the consequences of that because i'm not trying to take anyone else's power away mm -hmm. i'm trying to empower others so if you're coming to try mm -hmm. to disempower me i'm absolutely gonna defend myself thank you like that's absolutely gonna happen and and the same thing for the community that i'm leading if you're coming in to try to disempower the community mm -hmm, i'm leaving mm -hmm. it's like yeah no you're gonna you're gonna feel the wrath of that right because we're in, we're a community of empowerment and lifting others up and if you're coming in to try to disempower others and like you're trying to do that it's because you're insecure you haven't learned how to acquire power on your own and you have to try to take it from others and at that point like you're unhealthy and like mm -hmm. you're toxic so like at that point you have a right to defend yourself so I think I think it, it's more it's like I said it's about balance. Thank you know you. what I mean? Like there's things that you have to think out, but like mm -hmm. I'm not gonna sit there and mm -hmm. like like for instance if I was president, I wouldn't just start picking right, wars with right. people. Like I wouldn't and I wouldn't even do it for profit. Like oh oil interest says we should go here. Like I wouldn't even do that. It would strictly be a bill of rights violation or a threat to the American people where like there was a planned attack or something and like we have to act mm -hmm. in self defense. Like those are the only two circumstances. Upholding rights and self-defense are like the mm -hmm. only reasons I would mm -hmm. ever choose to go to war. Other than that, everything would be in diplomacy 
with how I would work out on that. Mm -hmm. And like, that's how I think about leading any organization and anyone. Mm -hmm. You know, like, yeah, because like to me, like, one of the, like, yeah. it's a soul violation to instigate, to instigate fights. Because to me, at that point, you're not you're not living out of your soul. But to defend your soul and defend your well being, absolutely, absolutely. Like there's no there I, there's no issues with self defense. Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't feel bad at all now. Shit, fuck that shit. And, and I, I I didn't go ham or anything, but it was just basically you know like yo, y'all need to chill this shit together. <laughs> just basically you know like yo y'all need to show this shit the fuck out like this shit is whack you know grow up get a life focus on your podcast stop worrying about me cool, like, why like are you threatened by like, little old me they're just people you know, who want shit. to they, like, they don't they're not empowered and because they're disempowered and like when you work to empower others they just they want to steal your time mm -hmm. and like i'm not gonna let you steal my time i'm gonna i'm just gonna make you like squeal mm -hmm. Yeah, like nah, get out of here. Like get out of here. Like get like I'm gonna teach you to get out of my orbit. Basically. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to. You know, if I let one bad planet in, 100%. then there's gonna be a lot more that will that's definitely exactly, come into my exactly. solar system. And that's what I mean. Like and defending I, your energy I don't need and protecting no, your energy to me is just as important as living out your soul's purpose. You have to protect that energy. Mm -hmm. You know, like that that's part of that's part of being able to move the needle forward. Mm-hmm. Like nothing 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 no, black I, and white. It's like you you know, like to be like, I'll never fight and I'm in love with the whole world. And like there's right. I have unconditional love. Like even if I feel unconditional love and there's a violation, right. like I'm gonna stand up for myself. Hmm? Like I'm not like just because I feel unconditional love, it means anything can happen. Like, no, there's yeah. holes in their standards. You have It's literally a matter of survival. You have to defend yourself. Like literally no. a matter of survival. If you look at any what people up? who were 100% peaceful people, yeah. they have gotten yeah, suicide. So it's like, and, and the leaders that, that mm -hmm. have taught 100% yep. peacefulness mm -hmm. at all times, no matter what has happened, have gone through genocide. Their people have gone through genocide. So like, I wouldn't say that. Like violence would always be mm -hmm. a last result, but like mm -hmm. if it came down to life or death, like, then it's time to fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wouldn't be like, oh, okay, like we're we're gonna remain oh, unweaponized forever. Like, there's a there's a group. I'm just trying to think of the name of the group. But they're, they're like nonviolent, but they they're it's a group of black people in Atlanta. Um, I'm trying to think of the name of the group, but they they peacefully protest, but they're weaponized, and I think there's like maybe two thousand of them. And they're actually considered one of the most peaceful weaponized militias that exist. And like, like I understand why they do that. Like I, I understand like as black people why black people would do that. Like it makes total sense to me because I'm like mm -hmm. there's white militias that go around killing black people all the time. Like that happened, mm -hmm. that happened in mm -hmm. South Carolina. And like, and and Charleston, South Carolina is like literally the home of slavery. And like, mm -hmm. like there's literally ports of slavery, a massive plantation where slave, like that's where slaves were coming through in the United States. So like, obviously Charleston has a racist history. So it's also like, I understand why black people in the South weaponize, like it makes perfect sense. But also mm -hmm. like they're weaponizing, but they're remaining nonviolent. 
So like, there it's only in self-defense that they would use their weapons. So like, to me, like that's, that's a philosophy I would agree with. It's just like, I wouldn't make that move unless I felt like the community needed that for survival. Yeah. You understand? And like, I wouldn't make that decision unless it came down to I felt like I needed that for my survival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, I would escalate, I would escalate to protect depending on what violations are coming my way. If that makes sense. That makes no, it does make sense. It makes total sense. I mean, everything doesn't warrant right. uh, the most volatile, the most hostile, uh, uh, avenging, whatever, you know, like, I totally agree with that. Like, some things I can dust off, some things I can exactly. give you a mild fuck off. Everything to me is about, like, we're still on the balance um, spectrum. And, and like, I wouldn't take any extreme actions unless someone's coming at us with mm-hmm, extreme. Mm-hmm. So that's good that, like, you know, there's minor violations, mm-hmm. there's minor infractions, and then there's very serious violations mm-hmm. and very serious infractions. And like, you know, you have to, whatever comes your way, like part of survival is knowing how to respond mm-hmm. to that adequately. So like, you gotta match whatever's coming your way. Like that's literally part of survival. You know, cause if you, if you over respond and over escalate, then you become yeah. the instigator. Oh, so I- it's like, you have to match whatever force is coming your way. So like I think I think about all that before I make a decision. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like, like I said, you drop so many like, nuggets. Like if you do so look at Martin Luther King, like he practiced nonviolence, right? Well, me... But ultimately, like he got he did get assassinated, and when he got assassinated, it was the riots yeah. that broke out at his death that led to the changes and led to parts of like the that led to civil rights. Ultimately, it was violence that ensued after his death that led to the changes, mm-hmm. even though he he was a practitioner of nonviolence. So, like, the way I look at it is, you know, we remain nonviolent as much as possible, but if it ever came down to it and violence was necessary out of self-defense, then, yeah, 100%. Like, you know, like that. And, and honestly, like, that's, that has happened with many, many movements. Mm-hmm. Like, the, even Diane Nash, like, they were doing peaceful protests and, like, the KKA burning people alive on buses i wouldn't be like if i was doing something political and there was that level of force use mm-hmm. best believe me and the people who survived we're coming back at you for that like that's i'm not gonna let that level and then you're like oh the justice system the justice system didn't do shit back then the justice yeah. system was totally racist back then like at that point like no like it's time to mm-hmm. avenge justice and like now your your community's gonna mm-hmm. or like black wall street you took all these black people who were rich and burned 300, 400 of those people. Like, if that ever mm-hmm. happened to my community, all hell would break loose in all of America. Mm-hmm. Like, I would never, I would never be like, okay, this is, you know, we have to use the justice system and democracy yeah. to move forward. Like, at that point, there would be a straight, like, anarchy. Because it would be like, the fact that you even did mm-hmm. that to, like, peaceful people who don't instigate or escalate, mm-hmm. at that point, it would be so like that's why I said it, it depends. I wouldn't just like let mm-hmm. people get away with whatever they want. And mm-hmm. honestly, like white people you. in America have gotten away with a lot of shit that they shouldn't have. Like I feel like minorities have been way, way, way too forgiving with white people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because think about every minority class, whether you're Native Hell American, yeah. whether you're <laughs> black, Jeriline. whether you're Hispanic, <laughs> whether you're Muslim, every single one of minor every minority yep. group has yep. been injured and harmed yep. by white people in America. 
right. So like, and then people are like, well, God will take care of it and the justice system will take care of it. Like here we are in 2020 and all of us are still fighting for our rights. So like to me, I would just be like, I wouldn't, if something like that happens in my community and like that level mm -hmm. of population was used, at that point I would be like, nah, we're armed not. <laughs> Like, I would not be like, I would not be like, this is okay. Okay. Shit. Yeah, exactly. Shit. Like, forget. Point, I feel like, like, at that point, like, you have no to instinct forgive. for survival. Way too. Way too. That's why I mentioned about, you know, the, the seated senators, because I'm like, you know, why do we accept that? Every minority, because like, why, like, why, like that, that is, that is horrible. White people have monopolized the money in the markets that. and relationships that it's, it's almost impossible yep. for women and minorities to get ahead. That's mm -hmm. why. And we, and we have to accept the patriarch. And we're like, yeah, this is normal. It's, mm -hmm. you know, it's yep. normal that, you know, this one group of people controls women's sex, sex lives in their bodies. It's normal that this one group has all the wealth in the world and everyone's poor. Mm -hmm. It's normal that they economically enslave us and we have to accept it because this is the American dream and you're like, okay, whatever. Like you're you're really drinking the Kool-Aid over here. Hmm. Hmm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you're like, okay. this is <laughs> and that shit ain't that sweet. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Right? That shit missing a lot of sugar. <laughs> yeah, you're still drinking. As watered down as that shit is, you're still drinking it. You know? Like, you're missing a lot of sugar. And I... I right. Again, but they're, they're fucking asleep. You know? They don't... Right. They don't want to wake there, up. And there are certain realities they, that you oh, have to live I mean, with, like right? Said, like, like, reality up. is that there really has wake. been violence in America against women and minorities. That still exists today. That's just the reality. So at the same time, like what I'm gonna sit and be like, mm -hmm. I'm gonna remain a practitioner of nonviolence. Like, no, mm -hmm. I've gone through white supremacy, I've lived that, and I've lived the violence that white supremacy ensues. I fought when right. I went through it, and I'm still fighting against it. And if that still ever happened to me, best believe I would whoop somebody's ass. Like, I wouldn't, you know what I mean? If someone ever tried to rape me again, I'm gonna whoop their motherfucking ass. Like, I wouldn't be like, you know, God. I was just hoping God was going to get me through it. Oh, yeah, like, you should. Oh, shit. Beat this motherfucker up. <laughs> right, right. Shit. Like, you um, know, I think even God like would be saying, uh, yes, you, you, you better defend. Person, you know? The total violation. Like, I would never do that. But when it comes, when it comes to no. defending myself or defending yeah. the community, I'll 1,000% be like, I'll be the first one to fight with her. I'll be on the front line. Mm -hmm. I'll be like, come on. I'll be the first one to mm -hmm. fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's in you. You know? In you. I think it would be uh, uh yeah, I think people I think someone would wonder if, if you didn't, you know, like, well, what well, the hell? People definitely like, know that I'm I'm straightforward and authentic like i think yeah, people I mean, do see that shit. in how i come across like right most most ceos would be like well i would work to de-escalate this and i would do that and like blah 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 and like yeah like we obviously we all try mm -hmm. to do that right like that's natural human instinct but like they would probably never admit to like yeah if it came to survival i'd fuck somebody mm -hmm. up like most people wouldn't mm -hmm. like yeah like so what so the other thing i wanted to talk about on the next topic <laughs> <laughs> It's just due to limited time. We need to move on to the next topic. Yeah. 
Look, and if nothing more, it's like shit. I'm not on my platform. I'm on his platform, so I can cuss. Do all type of shit if I want to. No hell. How many complaints from women who are like, "There's sexuality on here. There's cursing and there's this," and I'm like, "I'm not gonna." I was like, I'm not censoring the platform because, like, you don't want to talk about these Are issues. So, like, the mature fuck? content ratings on everything, and like, now people will start to say stuff, and then everyone else is like, it says mature content. So, like, like now people come to accept that this is how the platform operates. Jeez. I wonder if some of these women are. are, are... Oh my Which god, probably obvious, like, but they're not in tune like, with their own sexuality like, and, and being comfortable with themselves. Like, like, for you to sit there and judge someone else's sex life has nothing to do with you and mm -hmm. how they express their sexuality. Absolutely. And for you to want to censor it means you want to control someone else, and that means you're not in control of your sex life. Mm -hmm. Like, that's I think about that all the time. So, like, when I see that, I'm like, oh, there's a pathology that's mm -hmm. from yep. that person. Like something's wrong with them because for you to have the desire to control someone else mm -hmm. on a situation that does not harm you like my sexuality does not harm me you know what i mean and like even how i express my story my sexuality being yep. authentic is not harmful exactly so yep. it's like if you're trying to stop an act of empowerment it's because you yourself have issues right. with your sexuality so like you're not in touch with god so like why why am i going to take your advice Right, because like that means that you're one of the people who are living in hell who's not conscious. That's real. So like, your whole lifetime That's is going to be you battling out your life in hell. Like I'm, I'm already past that. Like I'm not going back yeah. there. So like typically when that when I see that, I'm like ah oh, whatever. And then also like there are some guys okay. that do that too, but it's rare. But those guys are normally incels. Their white supremacists are their incels. If they're attacking the movement, those are the only men that do that. But like for me, I'm like, okay, like incels and white supremacy is the reason mm -hmm. the world is like this. And white supremacy literally is built that like I, I the best I can put it is like it's the devil's work. Like white supremacy is Satanism in full form. Like you're not you're not connected to mm -hmm. God by controlling everybody else around you and and harming minorities and harming women and violence against everyone. Like that's literally for no reason. And, and like a lot of times it's just because you disagree with the concept and like white supremacists and incels mm -hmm. believe that women should get raped they believe that minorities should be yep. treated differently they believe that violence should happen against women and minorities like none of that is godly and they're the ones who instigate violence like that's why they're on domestic terrorism lists so like when when people share ideals like that i'm like you do the devil's work mm -hmm. like i'm not listening like i'm not i'm not engaging with you or i'm not like i'm not I'm not following your idealism because, like, you're not in touch with God. Like, you're not, and it's obvious to me. So, if you know what I mean, and like, you're the exact thing. I'm, you're the force that I'm fighting against. Yeah, life is—it's it, a game. It's like we live in like a simulation. That like our souls are here to learn, you know, how to connect to God and like what that's like. Like how to how to connect to God in a conscious way so we can live in heaven. Like that's, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like that's what we're here to learn. That's what we're here to do. And I think when we achieve that level of consciousness, we have a responsibility to elevate other souls into heaven. I literally believe that that's the whole point of why our souls are here. So like, why would I sit there and like, why would I listen to somebody who, who's 
incapable yeah, of their soul evolving and like they do the devil's work. Like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm gonna fight against you. And that's it's all of this that makes me a mm. controversial leader. I can relate. <laughs> Believe me, I can, I can definitely relate because I'm not I'm not hosting a podcast that talks about what's trending politically. I'm I'm more into talking about childhood trauma, having episodes where people have experienced uh, being sex trafficked. Well, uh, yeah, you're talking about like the underpinnings. You know, being molested, All of those being things are the underpinnings of white uh, sexually assaulted. Um, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. Well, that's what it is. I mean, it's already... deep. Oh, yeah. I never thought about it. Like it is. You're, no, you're right. right. Well, you're that right. is I never thought about I mean, it like that, you're, you're right. That's why. And Listen, no there would be zero pushback. pushback. Like, if I got mm-hmm. naked and I put perfume next to me, there'd be zero pushback. People would be like, you look so beautiful. You look so beautiful naked. I want to buy that perfume. <laughs> Would be no, it would not be controversial mm. at all. Not that, right? Like if I if I had my titties mm. out and I put perfume next to me, people would be like, "Oh my god, let me buy that perfume. I want to mm. buy that perfume. Let me buy that perfume, my daughter." Like, you know what I mean? It would not literally because you're like yep. the sole fact of challenging white supremacy <laughs> and the patriarch and these harmful ideals that it comes with. It's like, oh my god, I can't believe you're doing that. Like that's where the controversy comes from. I'm like, I'm not gonna live my life in here. Like I'm just not like. I've said this to people, and I'm like, if I get assassinated, mm. like, it's for a noble cause. Like, I did the, I, I lived here. my life in the most righteous way possible. So, like, I'm not your death because right. I know that, like, you know, when my soul reincarnates yep. and I move I on to the next space, I know I'm elevating. Because I know that I lived my best life. I know that I lived my most mm. purposeful life, and I know that mm-hmm. I fulfilled my mission for my mission's purpose here on Earth. So whatever is coming next for me is going to be better. So like, I'm not going to live my life out of fear. And I know that by living my life as courageously as I am, mm-hmm. that I'm going to leave a powerful legacy for the next generation of women. And that's important to me. Right, but like the thing is, most people are not built like that. Most people are built yeah, to like, live a life you're doing fear. If you're not going to leave a legacy. And like, and to me, you haven't lived at all. You haven't elevated your consciousness sure. at all. So it's like, why did you, why did your soul come here? Exactly. And to me, like, yeah, for real. if that's who you are, then like, to, to like you're really nothing but a space? zombie on this plane. And like, that means that your life does not feel like purpose. And, and you haven't learned, you haven't learned how mm-hmm. to control yep. yourself yep. and like the inner workings of your being. Mm-hmm. And you don't even know who you are. And you don't even know that you're powerful. So you live your life out of fear and you live your life, you know, like fearing judgment and living out of fear. Like mm-hmm. you're not, you're not connected to God. So you're like, you're literally giving yourself a life sentence to hell. Like I'm not subscribing to that. I'm not. Like I'll live my life courageously and to the best of my ability. And no matter what happens right. to me, I know that I, I have made, I've made it to heaven in my lifetime. And I know that not only making it to heaven is a responsibility, I know that leading others who are capable of coming to heaven on earth, I have a responsibility to do that as well. So 
so for, you know and everyone has a platform everyone has their niche everyone has the way that they do that with with the people they lead right so like and it's different for everyone because we where there's seven billion people on the planet we all have different stories and different purposes but when it comes to military sexual trauma i know that that's my life purpose so like there's no there's no questions i i'm not at a point of like questioning is this really for me or not i'm like no i'm absolutely on the right path like absolutely Now, you're definitely on the right path. I mean, I think you, uh, I think you know that without any question, without any doubt. Yeah, and it's I don't honestly, think anyone can even when they have, path, like, the, the, the universe has just pulled me forward. Um, so, like, and that's the thing, like, because there, there has been mm -hmm. points of doubt, there has been points of, like, should I really mm -hmm. be doing this? Like, I was making more than six figures in finance working part-time, like, I made it to a high level in finance, like, I had, mm -hmm. I made it to it's self-interested heaven, if that makes sense. Like, I didn't feel purposely fulfilled, but I had all the money I want and I was doing whatever I want and I had assets, you know what I mean? So like, I was living out my life how I wanted to, but like where I am now, I'm like, yo, and everything that I've like overcome, I know, I know this is my life purpose. And I know no matter what, the universe is gonna be on my side. Well, I need you to do me a favor because they only give me two hours and I don't want people to get cut off with uh, right. not hearing how they can find you. Is our website. Can um, you website. can also, like, on everything um, on social media where you can find us at MST Movement. Um, you know, most people follow our Facebook page, the Military Sexual Trauma Movement. You can find us there. Um, DM us. Also, you can email us at support at mstmovement.org. Really cool. And I didn't want you to think I, I was cutting you off. Um, yeah, no, I, like I, I wanted to make sure that by all means, <laughs> I know, um, right? people will be able to hear <laughs> your points of contact. Out. And then I have to have a part three as well because, you know, because I, 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 I'm looking at time, I'm like, fuck, like, I don't know why they why they only give us two hours. I mean, I, I'm a motor mouth, so I, I mean, I, busy, I can you know what I mean? three, like, four like hours. They can um, but yeah, they only give us two hours. They can listen on to this segment. Kinda... Someone's going to have to listen to it four times to like catch up on their thoughts, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's why. But like, yeah, we'll definitely do a part three. And like, it'll be like this whole like seven hour series by the time we're <laughs> oh my god but hey you know what i love it because i think we touch on every dynamic um that is very relative to not just your movement but but life itself and 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 that's what i appreciate and i'm honored so part three listeners we definitely will have and janelle as always it's been my pleasure my honor and uh, awesome. I'll reach out to well, you, send you a copy enjoy, of the link, and then also care. reach out to you. And now we'll do a part three we'll soon. Thanks for having me, well. everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye.